want to welcome you to our Sound Doctrine studies, and we are going to continue on the doctrine of hell. And I remember last time that we were speaking, we gave a study on Abraham's bosom, which was a temporary holding place for the righteous dead until Christ came and gave the one offering, uh, the complete sacrifice for sins. It made it available for all souls to go up to heaven to be with the Lord. But we're now going to look at across that gulf that the rich man saw and just quickly look at this because we're going to bring it up more later in the future. But the pit, the pit of hell, the Bible says men are going down into the pit. It says the pit is being digged for the wicked. Psalm chapter 19 or 94. And so this is the pit. This is the main holding block of hell. This is where most are going and it's called the pit of hell. Uh, this is where all the men that have died without uh, sin being forgiven and died in their unrighteousness since man was created have gone here. And the Bible describes these men as just thorns that get thrust away and burned in a fire. Second Samuel 23 uh, verse 6 and 7 say this. And so they're so bad and unusable and just so contrary that they, they can't even be touched. They're like thorn bushes. Just like you look at a thorn bush now and you try to reach out and grab it, it always gets you back. This is the wicked, dead, uh, wicked, and they go to hell, and so they are likened to thorns that need to just be burned. Psalm 58, 9, Before your pots can fill the thorns, he shall take them away as with the whirlwind, both living and in his wrath. And then it's Isaiah 33:12, And the people shall be as the burnings of lime, as thorns cut up shall they be burned in the fire. Thorns are good for nothing except burning. You have to do something with them. You can't allow them into your garden or into your flower beds or even into your grassy yards. You have to get rid of them. And they end up being burned and done away with. So this is the state of the lost dead. They're like thorns burning in the fire, but this is a... This is not annihilation. This is a continual burning forever and ever away from God because they're thorns to him. He can't get near them. And so just give a few comments about the pit of hell. It's a holding place for all the unrighteous dead. Psalm 917, God says, The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. All nations, everybody that turns on God, that forgets God, that tries to go their own way and not go God's way, will end up in this place called hell. They're turned in. Secondly, they died in their sin. So because they died in their sin, they can't go to paradise or couldn't go Abraham's bosom. They could not go to heaven and they can't go to Abraham's bosom. There's only one place left for them. That is the pit of hell. Jesus said in John 8, 21, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Here he is telling them that you are going to die in your sin, and you can't go where I'm going, which is heaven. He went to prepare a place for us, so they cannot go. In Luke 16, which tells us just more about hell than any other chapter in the Bible just about, 
verses 22 and 23 tells us that once a man goes into the gates of death and enters into hell, he goes to the pit, his destiny is set. He cannot return from that. He can't go away. He can't reverse it. He can't change it once he's there. He's there forever. Next, those that are in hell, they will have all the senses of the flesh, even though their body is in the grave and they have a soul body. Remember, Jesus said, fear him that can destroy both uh, your soul and hell. Well, this hell goes, this body goes to the grave. The soul goes to hell. But yet those senses that you had while you were on the earth will continue even in the afterlife. So the soul has like a, uh, it's like a figure to it that mirrors the body in almost every way. It's like, it looks like, it looks like the same person. Remember, he saw Abraham and, and Lazarus across the Gulf fix, this rich man. He saw them and knew who they were because he looked like he did on earth and he was in his soul body. The rich man was in his soul body and he looked like he did on earth. And they didn't get a glorified body yet, so they still look like that. So here we have it. It's it's like a mirror, or it's a body within the body, but it's a soul that looks like the body, has the same lusts and and desires and needs, and craves fulfillment just like the body does. So the rich man in hell, he was in torment. Well, what was he in torment of? He was really thirsty, for one thing. He was bearing and, and begging for this drop of one drop of water, to cool his tongue he could feel the heat of the fire he could he could he was suffering in an agony in the pit in his soul body he could see with this body he saw across the great gulf he could hear the voice of abraham calling unto him so he had all the senses and just because a lost man is separated from his flesh does not mean that he loses these desires. In fact, he has those same desires and cannot fulfill any of them. One of the greatest torments of hell, you you will have the same desires you had on earth, yet no opportunity, ability to fulfill or satisfy any of your your desires. What a horrible thing. So number, that's why the Bible says, get your desires on God now and you'll get your desires of your heart all through life and then into eternity. So next, all these souls, they're in a holding place like a prison, a holding block. And what are they doing? They're waiting for judgment. They're waiting for sentencing. If you were to put it in the terms of this world, they're waiting their trial. Revelation 25 and 6 says, or chapter 20, verse 5 and 6, but the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. They shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. See, it says the rest of the dead live not again. For a thousand years they were, they're going to be in hell for a thousand years waiting their trial, which will be the great white throne judgment. They will be pulled out of hell and tried. And then their eternity will be set in the judgments of hell and all of their punishments will take place and their resurrections will be complete. So when this takes place, some of them will have, be, have been there for thousands of years, like Cain. 
Others are relatively newcomers, but they're all going to get tried at the same time at the great white throne. So their sentence hasn't been given yet. They're down in hell right now waiting and hasn't been carried out. Therefore, there's a possibility, just a slight possibility, that they have some semblance of hope within themselves that they're holding on to that they may be able to get out of hell someday. And so the reason we say this is Revelation 20, uh, verse 5, and then 12 and 13. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. And so it says that the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. So there's a revival here of life. They come out of hell and they live again. Only though for one reason, to be judged. Now this could be one of the reasons there's this false doctrine of purgatory that has arisen within the Catholic Church and others. Why? Because people think I've done my time. They will be down in hell. They've been suffering for so long in torment that they think, well, I'm doing my time. I will get out. I will. I've paid my dues. God is going to let me out. So purgatory thinks he can, a man thinks he can pay for his own sin, sin debt by some human means. It cannot be done. Only the blood of Christ could pay the sin debt of men. And so no amount of penance no amount of suffering can pay even a small percentage for the price of sin. And so they haven't been judged yet, so they haven't been sentenced. And it says they're going to live. This is sad. They may have some feeling that they're going to get out of this, but they're only going to the judgment, which we'll look at later, to determine their eternal punishments. Next, the people in this pit... They could see across this great gulf and look into Abraham's bosom, which is the other section of hell, which was where the righteous dead were. They could see, it says in Luke 16, 23, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. So this rich man was in hell. He could see Lazarus. He recognized him. He knew he was in rest while the rich man was now in hell and in torment. And so it seems to me that at this time they knew why they were in hell. The rich man was told why he was in hell. He said, you had your cares of life while you're living. You fared sumptuously every day. You were selfish. You lived for yourself. You indulged. You took all you could out of your life on the earth in the flesh, and now you are in hell suffering Blessed are those that mourn in the poor in spirit because they're going to see God and they're going to get in heaven. But the rich don't want God. And this is what basically he's saying to him. You had your chance. You forsook the Lord. You rejected Christ. Now you're in hell. So those in hell are going to have an amazing memory. Good, good memory. If they've lost their memory on earth, when they get to hell, they're going to remember things. Because Luke 16, 25, but Abraham said, Son... Remember that thou in thy lifetime receives thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. So they remembered their life on earth 
in all the times that they had opportunity, maybe to change their eternal destiny, maybe to receive God. They're going to remember the times that they rejected the right way and they rejected the gospel, and their memory will haunt them all throughout their time in hell and their damnation. The memory is a terrible thing when it just keeps reminding you of blown opportunities and failures of the past. It's, it's, it's a torment in itself, the memory. But the blood of Christ cleanseth us from all sin and purges our conscience. And the Christian does not have to live off of blown opportunities, sins of the past, and failures. Christ died for those, but those in hell don't have that benefit. They will live under this curse forever and ever and so let me say uh, lastly here it's a sad reality that these people will finally start realizing their eternity and begin to think of the afterlife after it is too late so many people will not think of it now that you can't get them to dwell on it what after death what's going to happen to me am I (laughs) excuse me well, I prepare. I remember Shakespeare, which I don't care for him, his writings, he made one great statement. He said, Hell is reality realized too late. The reality is there's a life after death. People go to hell, they're going to remember it, but it's too late. They chose the wrong time to start thinking about the things they should have thought of and the right things. So the time of grace in preparation of past. This is why it was told this rich man in Luke 16, he said, he, first he says, I pray thee, Father, that thou would ascend Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they come into this place of torment. He's caring about his five brothers. He's saying, go tell them what I know now and warn the wicked that they don't need to come to this place of torment like me. Please go win them. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. He said, Nay, Father Abraham. But if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. You know what? None of them did because Abraham answered back and said, If they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not listen to one even though he came back from the dead. That's the strength of the gospel and the beauty of the gospel this rich man in hell he was starting he not only did he regret his own life but he was scared for the life of his living brother notice he got he got a burden for souls after he went to hell most christians aren't getting that burden before they go to heaven we need a burden for souls and this man was worried about his own family but the time of grace passed for him preparation was gone it was over he was in hell lifting up his eyes being in torments thinking about the afterlife just a little bit too late wouldn't you say so we must strive to maintain right priorities while living so that we may minimize eternal regret what a what a statement that is strive to maintain your priorities now while you're living so that when you get to heaven or go into eternity you will minimize eternal regret Uh, is there any worse regret than eternal regret because it's going to be there forever I think not the Lord gave us a chance we're living in a chance right now our job as Christians 
is to win people to Christ and tell them and warn them of this place called the pit of hell. And work alongside God by giving the gospel out and he will work together with us. And some will believe and like this rich man, many will reject, but we keep doing our job. And just because people don't believe in hell does not negate the fact that there is an eternal hell. God told us so. We know it to be true. Let's be faithful in our witnessing. And we will talk of other parts of hell in our next study. Thank you for listening. Thank you.